0: This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. A question for you to consider this morning, and that question is this. Is Jesus the first and greatest being created by God? One more time, listen carefully. Is Jesus the first and greatest being created by God? This last year, in 2020, a group from an organization called Ligonier Ministries interviewed thousands of Christians to take the theological temperature of Christianity in America. The survey had about 35 questions. One of these questions was the one that was just asked to you. So when asked the question, is Jesus the first and greatest being created by God, some 65%, mark this, 65% of evangelical Christians answer by saying, yes, we agree. Let that sink in for a moment. 65%. Two out of three Baptists, Pentecostals, Nazarenes, and so forth affirm that Jesus is the first and greatest Yes, the first and greatest being created by God. Now, just in case you did not pick up on what the question was asking and how this is a tremendous and horrific, tragic problem in American Christianity, let me repeat it to you in a very straightforward way. Is Jesus a created being? Is Christ created Now, dear friends, it is so very important for us to recognize that when Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, that he was not created for the first time, as if he somehow did not exist before the conception and his birth. But instead, we believe and we teach and we confess boldly that Jesus is eternal. We confess that he is God of God, light of light. Very God of very God. We confess that he is of one substance with the Father. And so he was not made. He was not made when he was conceived and born. But rather when Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, he became a man, flesh and blood. Keep in mind though, when Jesus became man, flesh and blood, like you and me, he did not lose his divinity. Jesus' birth was not like a, an exchange, maybe perhaps giving and cashing in some divinity for some humanity, like a quick exchange at a pawn shop. When Jesus was born, he did not lose his power like Superman did in the 1980s Superman II movie. Jesus did not become like a powerless Clark Kent losing his power. No, from his birth to Jesus' death, to his resurrection, and to right now, right now, in this very moment, Jesus is fully man and fully God at the same time. So what this means is that 65% of American evangelicals are missing one of the most fundamental, one of the most important doctrines. Of the entire Christian faith. They believe Jesus to be a created being. And by believing this, they have inadvertently stripped Jesus of his divinity. They have denied him as God in the flesh. This is one of the main reasons why we confess that Nicene Creed several times a month in our Sunday services alongside the Apostles' Creed. The Nicene Creed, which we just confessed here this morning, is one that communicates and teaches us that Jesus is not just a mere man. The creed teaches us and condemns any kind of heresy that would demote Jesus to just a mere created being. In fact, when that Nicene Creed was written some 1,700 years ago, it was written to push back against this kind of heresy that makes Jesus into just a mere created being. But why is this so important? Why address it this morning? Isn't this kind of talk about theology, maybe perhaps splitting hairs? I can remember about 15 years ago, Serenity and I moved from Southern California, where, we were serving a, where I was serving a church in Southern California, to Williston, North Dakota. The second day we were in our new house, we received a knock at the door At the door were two ladies. At first, I thought they were new neighbors, perhaps bringing over some warm apple pie. However, as I opened the door, they quickly asked me the question, Are you ready for the end of the world? It was a weird question, to say the least, especially since I considered them to be new neighbors. No apple pie, but asking me if I was ready for the end of the world. But as I quickly realized, they were not my neighbor's neighbors. And so after I gained my composure, I said, yes, I am. I am ready for the end of the world. Now, I remind you, I had basketball shorts on, uh, flip-flop sandals, and a backwards hat on at the time. They then gave me a pamphlet and explained several key points to me that I needed to read to be ready for the end of the world. As they were sharing, it became evidently clear to me that they were Jehovah's witnesses. Well, as they were about ready to leave, they said to me, do you have any questions for us? And I sure did. I said to them, yes, I do have a question for you. Who is Jesus? Looking a bit flustered, they answered, God's son. Obviously, God's son. I then said, so he is a man. They said, yes, a man. He is indeed a man. He is God's son. I followed up by asking a second question. And he's also God, right? Obviously, he's God, right? To this question, they got obviously flustered, kind of shuffled in their shoes. So knowing their theology, that they believe Jesus is the greatest created being of God and not God, I said this to them. You know, in, in, in Mark's gospel, Jesus forgives sin and the religious leaders, they get really upset. They lose it. Because in the Old Testament, Isaiah says that only God can forgive sins. So how can Jesus forgive sin if he isn't God. I can remember like yesterday, the older lady tilted her head and said with a little bit of sass, Oh my young man, you read your Bible, don't you? Now, dear friends, if Jesus is just a mere man, if Jesus is just a created being like those Jehovah Witness ladies believed, You see, if he's just a created mere being, we might as well just stop the service right here. If that is all that Jesus is, is a created being, we should just stop right now, go home, and stop wasting our time. In fact, if Jesus is just a mere man, a created being, we would be better off selling this church building, getting some cash, and then going on a fancy cruise together. That would be much more rational than what we're doing right now if Jesus was just a mere created being. If Jesus is just a creative being, everything we're doing here is meaningless. It is foolish, foolish at best. Hear this loud and clear. A mere mortal man, a created being does nothing for you and nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. If Jesus is just a creative being, we are sunk we are damned in our sins alone. We don't stand a chance against sin, death, and the devil by ourselves or with another created being in our corner or at our side. If Jesus, Jesus is just a creative being, he definitely would not stand a chance against sin and certainly not death. And with the devil, well, it would be a toss-up, 50-50 cage match fight. Who would win between the two of them? But hear this today. Baptized saints, hear this today. Hear this loud and clear. Contrary to what 65% of American evangelicals believe, and contrary to what those two sassy ladies believed, the baby Jesus in the manger was no ordinary created being. He was no ordinary created babe. But instead, the babe in the manger, that one in the manger, was the one by which all the heavens and the earth were created. Get this, not one thing, Scripture says, not one thing came into existence without Christ. The Earth, the Moon, the stars, the universe, they were created through Jesus and for Jesus. And so we are not sunk. We're not alone. We're not left damned in our sins. Dear friends, do not be misled into foolish ideas, and silly myths, and biblical ignorance. Christ is indeed fully man, but he is also fully God. We see his divinity from his miracles, the testimony of scripture, and his resurrection from the dead, from the grave. And so, it is necessary for him to be true man and true God so that he might be a sufficient ransom for you and me before the law. It is necessary for him to be true man and God so that he might be able to overcome sin and death and the devil for you and me by his holy life and sacrificial death on our behalf. He is the God who was born for you and me. He is the God who suffers He's the God who bleeds for you and for me. Indeed, he's the God who bleeds for you and me. He's the God who was raised from the dead and reigns bodily today and forevermore for you and me. He is the God-man, not some created being. He is your Jesus who came to purchase you, not with gold or silver, but with his holy and his precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. He's the God-man that came to conquer sin To conquer death, to chase death away, and to smite the devil for you so that you may be Jesus' own. He did this all for you, not as a mere created being, but as full God and full man. He did this and considered it well worthwhile. Merry Christmas, blessed baptized saints. Merry Christmas to you indeed. Merry Christmas in the name of the God-Man, Jesus Christ, who has done all for us. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness.